So does your career energize you with life or does it drain you? Recent Gallup polls show that a whopping 70% of us feel disengaged in the workplace. There's just gotta be a better way. Welcome to our authentic careers where it is my job to uncover the ideas and strategies that can help you become better aligned with your career. I'm your host, Gert Sabar, and I interview people like you and me about the twists and turns in their career paths so that we can all achieve greater clarity, meaning, and fulfillment in ours. Let's get started. Well, first, again, thank you for agreeing to share your journey. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So, Wendy, question number one for you. Do you ever think about the concept of purpose or mission or even what it is I'm meant to be doing here on this planet? I do think about purpose and mission and calling, but sometimes I find that so daunting that I like to keep it a bit in the parking lot. And I found that in my life, I've done a number of different things that have felt really right at the moment. So I think one overall purpose is is way too scary, a thought to contemplate. Yeah, this idea of living your life at the moment or with what seems right at the moment. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, I would certainly say that I have had the benefit of going after my passions from as early as I can imagine. And so what's important to me, maybe more than purpose, is really living an authentic life that reflects the things that I'm passionate about. So that's sort of how I would frame it. Yeah, and what? Um, and would you mind sharing, what are some of those things that you're most passionate about? Well, in my 20s, I was a dancer, and I danced with a modern dance company, which is against the odds that you could ever try to do something like that. Yep. Um, and I just decided that I was going to go for it, even though it was high risk. I figured it was high reward, too. And I'm really glad that I played it out. It didn't end up uh, lasting very long beyond my 20s, but yep. um, just reflecting back, I'm so glad that I didn't ponder and think and not do it and always wonder what what if. Wendy, for the benefit of the listeners, can you tell me what it is that you do today? Well, today I am a career coach. I specifically work with people who are in some sort of career transition, feel some sort of um, upsetness with work, whether they're in a job they hate or they're in between jobs but they're searching for something that has more meaning and satisfaction and maybe circling back around to your first question, purpose. Yep. And I particularly work with um, clients who are in mid-career transition. So they've perhaps done one thing for a while and maybe did fit when they were younger, but they're at a point where something just doesn't work anymore and they're longing for something else. Got it. And Wendy, are you today in your career where you thought you would be when you were younger? Oh, you know, I, I've never been a big five-year, 10-year, 15-year planner. Yep. So I don't know that when I was in my 20s, and particularly when I was in my 20s in dancing, that I thought I would end up uh, 
helping people and guiding people in their career transition. But as I kind of just plot the trajectory of my professional life, it all makes sense. Do you remember what was the first idea you had of what it is you wanted to be when you grew up? Yeah, and I love that question because it's a question that I ask my clients uh-huh. uh, when we're starting the journey together of discussing what they may want to do next because I think it's really revealing. And the very first um, profession or job that I imagined when I was younger was a writer. Uh-huh. So walk us through. You had this idea of being a writer. What what happens to that idea? Yeah, I don't think that I ever really contemplated what that meant, but I did do a lot of writing when I was younger. And um, I remember being offered a job out of college, and this is one of my regrets, even though I'm not really big on regrets, like I'm not big on 5, 10, 15-year plans. But um, I remember being offered a job that was not – when I was 20 and it wasn't quite what I wanted in writing. So I turned it down and years later I thought that was crazy and then dance took hold of me. So I put it on the back burner and have continued to write and really um, do a lot of it, have done a lot of business writing, but then have written many essays and I have a couple of blogs now. So I do get to play it out. And what did you end up studying and or going to school for? English. Was that part of this kind of writing trajectory at that time? Yeah, I think that I, I went to college at a, at a time um, in the early 70s where I just wasn't so focused on career. It was a kind yeah. of a crazy time in the country and politics had sort of grabbed hold of me. And so I wasn't just thinking in this very linear, serious way about my work. Sometimes I wish I, I would have put more uh, thought into it, but that just wasn't what was happening at the time. We were kind of all thinking about uh, getting off the grid and living on a farm. If you have this idea of uh, this interest and passion of writing, at what point do you realize that that's not it and that something else is it? Dance, I guess, in this case. Yeah, well, I think that the dancing thing is really vivid for me because I can remember a moment in my late 20s or 27 or so where I understood that I was not going to really be able to make a serious go of this professionally in terms of any kind of longevity. And that was just heartbreaking to me because I love dance so much. But I just realized I needed to make a shift. And um, and then I decided to go back to school and um, uh, I got involved in communications and film and television. So it's just just a very concrete moment of saying, oh, I'd love to go down this path, but it's not, I'm not, I have played it out and I'm not going to be able to go any further with it. So I just made a, made a a pivot and um, started pursuing my next um, vivid uh, professional experience, which was working in film and television. When's the earliest that you can remember your sort of desire and love for dance? I came to it late, which I think was my um, problem in terms of really being able to have this big, serious career. So I got involved in it when I was maybe 17 or 18. And it just was something that grabbed hold of me like nothing had. And Uh I just 
felt like I needed to go for it because I found it so challenging and so um, deeply engaging in every pore of my body. Yeah. And at that point, at 17 or 18, when dance is grabbing hold of you, where is your mindset in terms of writing? Yeah, it, it was just didn't didn't compare. Got it. So at that point, you sort of knew that that's that's off the table. Yeah, I just didn't even think about it. I just dance was just incredibly vivid and compelling. And I was just going to go for it. And I, and I would just want to say and maybe we're we're skipping ahead. Yeah. Um, to this part of my life in terms of dance. But what I find so amazing is I take ballet class today. I've been doing this for now 15 years. Wow. And I am as passionate today about it as I was in my 20s. Yeah. Um, and I'm 63. And so I think it's incredible when I sort of chart the real enduring passions of my life. Dance is one of them. And I love that it was there at the beginning in my early professional life. And it's stayed with me, even though I don't have vocational fantasies about it, obviously, yeah. anymore. But it still has the same draw. Is there any part of you that feels like you could or would want to make more of a vocational reality around it? No, 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 no. But I just... I think it's incredible that when I was younger, I was heartbroken at that moment when I realized I was going to have to give it up uh -huh. and didn't dance for uh, 15 years. And I just love that I found it again and in a way with less pressure and more simple joy. And can I ask, what was it when you're 17 or 18? Do you remember what it was or how it was that dance grabbed hold of you? that moment I don't, I don't remember just I just remember taking a class and I kind of sailed through school and academics was pretty easy for me and this was just this thing that was hard uh -huh. and I love the challenge of it and um I'm kind of a cerebral person and so to have this thing that took me out of my head and into my body was really a revelation and so after dance, you end up going into um, film and television? Yeah, yeah. And then I went back to school and I just got a job really quickly uh -huh. at a, a local cable television station. And I ended up having a television show, a weekly TV show that I did that I got to host on the arts. Uh-huh. In San Francisco. And so it was kind of, I don't think I've, I could have even conjured up that fantasy for myself, but I ended up having a weekly show and I, and that was really fun to learn how to do that and be on TV. And I got to interview artists from dance, theater, movies, TV, um, celebrities. Um, I got to meet some of my dance heroes, actually. I interviewed uh -huh. Gene Kelly, which wow. was amazing. And so that was just a, a kind of really interesting pivot, too, that got me into a place of doing... Uh, I had another sort of fantasy career right in front of me. It was really wonderful. Wendy, can you tell me what it is that your parents did professionally? 
Um, my father was uh, first generation American uh-huh. and uh, New York Jewish. I'm, so I'm setting I'm setting the the table here yep. a little bit because at at that point when he grew up in. in sort of the depression era in New York as a first generation American immigrant parents, you, 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 you know, your choices were you were a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant. So my father was an accountant. That yep. was the, the path he chose and ultimately became a sort of a financial controller of a corporation. And my mom who came of age at a time when women didn't have as many opportunities as they do and as they did as I did and 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 the generations that came after me and so I think what I got from her she was incredibly talented she would have been an amazing producer she worked more in sort of a volunteer basis and charity work and did incredible productions and I I think she I looked at her as someone who could have really played it out if if the environment uh, was different and yep. she had more opportunities as a woman in in that era, but just wasn't happening. So she had to kind of do what was kind of appropriate and what, what her opportunities were. But I, I sensed from her a, a great deal of frustration. And I think the takeaway for me was to really get out and go for it. In addition to that, any other um, impacts that you think that um, they had on your career path and decision-making process along the way, either you know explicitly or implicitly? Well, I think being uh, – I grew up in New York, and we, my mother was really into uh, culture and brought us to – dragged us – not dragged us, but really exposed us to an array of – um, cultural experiences from theater and museums and music. And so I think that that was kind of in just the underpinnings yep. of my passion for the arts. And when I look at my brother who uh, chose a much more kind of linear, um, straightforward path than me, and he did, um, he's a doctor, but he's always been really interested in the arts and he's always played piano and he still does to this day and so i think that that was really an undercurrent for us um wendy on a scale of zero to ten where zero is a total non-issue and ten is a big dark gloomy shadow how large a shadow would you say that financial considerations have had over your career path to date it's not for good or for bad hasn't been the number one guiding force i think for me it's been, I just, I think one of my early, earliest jobs when I was in college in during the summer was I worked in my father's office um, with doing some numbers or data or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I'm, I'm good at numbers. I'm an accountant's daughter, and I think that I have a facility for it. And I was so miserable. And I just thought, I can't be um, penned in like that. And so sometimes I wonder if I would have just gone for that sort of linear corporate path, but it just was never my thing. And um, so sometimes finances took a backdoor, but what's just been the driver has always been 
challenging my creativity and being able to explore that. Tell me a little bit more about this idea of challenging your creativity. If you were to, to explain to somebody what that means, verbalize that, what, what does that mean? Because I, do, I, 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 I work with clients of, uh, about identifying what their passions and strengths and gifts are. Um, it's something that I think about maybe more than just the average person. And so when I try to think about the through line or the thread for me, because it's something that I ask my clients to do when they're trying to figure out what to do next, I really like to do hard things. I like to be challenged. I talked about that with you when I, when I was discussing the grip that dance had on me. Yep when I was young and I think to do ballet is sort of a crazy fool's game because it's so hard, but I love the challenge of it. And one of the other enduring sort of hobbies of mine has been baking and cooking. I love to cook and I love to cook really hard, complex things. Uh And, um, so I think there's something for me that just likes having that challenge. That's just, it's kind of vital to my core of really trying to use all parts of me and really stretch. That's something that's just, it's, it's just kind of like breathing. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to decipher in my mind as you're talking the difference between the difficulty of what it is you're doing and the, you know, sort of creative aspect of it. And which one is a greater driving force? Yeah, I think it's it's sort of, you know, I think I've I've had the luxury of having a very creative life. I think that you know that's been a premium for me. Yep. And um, so I get to live it, and I can't imagine not living it. So I get to play with my creativity, whether it's, I mean, dancing is a very, as a hobby, it's incredibly creative. In our ballet class, we have a live pianist, and I feel like the whole experience is sort of poetry in a way. So I, you know, it's, it's a little bit hard for me to articulate, but I know that I have got to, ha- I've had that experience as just the real through line. And um, I feel so privileged to be able to have that luxury of that kind of life. Got it. Wendy, thinking back on your life and career to date and thinking back on your friends, family, and and, uh, colleagues throughout the years, is there a consistent thread in the type of advice or counsel that they have sought from you? Well, I think the coaching where the coaching thing feels like kind of a natural fit is that um, I I really like to um, help people get access to things. I think that that's been a, you know, a through line. Um, One of the things that I did in my film career was um, I launched this organization, this media organization that helped filmmakers connect with financiers. And um, it uh, this, these were independent filmmakers, often adventurous filmmakers, um, 
filmmakers who didn't necessarily have a voice previously or didn't know how to make those connections. And so sort of the idea of leadership development and really helping people grow and connect is something that feels familiar that I've done before. And I love to hook people up with people who can help their, their lives. So that, that feels like a, a real natural fit and something I've done before. And the ways that in the ways that people would come to me in to ask them to hook me up with the right people. How would you describe the satisfaction you get out of playing that role? Yeah, no, it's great. And I, you know, again, another thing that I think about, because this is something that I ask clients um, to consider are the things that come naturally. You know, what are, what, where are the natural gifts? What, what, what are the things that are like breathing yep. in a way? And I can't say that dancing is like that. It, <laughs> that, that. That really kind of made me work so, so hard and, and maybe wasn't the, my most natural of gifts, but hooking people up and networking and putting people together, I can do really fast and with a lot of facility. It's just, it's just one of the things I don't have to work too hard at. And so it's, it's a really great pleasure. Explain to me then this idea of being this kind of networker intermediary versus a career transition coach. What's what's the difference? Why the career transition coaching path versus a path that leverages this other aspect of you more? Well, I think I have done that other thing more. Um, and this feels like it, it feels similar. Um, and then in the midst of all of guiding other people in their careers. I'm also growing my own business as a career coach. And so I, I like that I'm doing, I'm growing a business as I'm guiding people growing their businesses. So I, I'm, so I'm doing my own networking at the same time. And so I, I get to do it for myself as well as for other people. Um, tell you this funny thing. There's a, on, on the, in the, in the bathroom and on the wall, I have this letter that I wrote to president Johnson in 1963, inviting him to my birthday party when I was nine years old. And, um, and so the letter is from the white house. It's on white house stationery saying, I'm, they're very sorry that the president couldn't come, but wishes you a happy birthday. And, um, When I see that, it it reminds me that I, even then, as a young person, felt like I could go for it and reach out to people and make a connection. Right. Even as crazy as being a child and the White House. And so I've done that again and again and again. I built a career kind of just going for it and reaching out to people cold who I didn't know and trying to make a connection. What would you say has been the biggest aggravation of your journey to date? Well, I mentioned my brother, who is an amazing person, and I am just fascinated that we are emerged from the same DNA and household (laughs) 
I mean, I'm not totally, it's not totally a mystery because we're very alike in many ways, but his trajectory has just been maddeningly linear. I just, you know, he, he knew what he wanted to do when he was young, I think in high school even, or early in college that he wanted to be a doctor. And he has been passionate about his career and loved it. He's a pediatrician. He's had generations of children now in his practice um, and has just been unwavering in it. And just this one straight, solid, passionate path. And I I just wonder what that would be like because my life has been so different. Yeah. So um, I've just been forced um, by circumstance to begin again a number of different times. And um, maybe there will be a time when I'll look back and it'll, I'll understand that it all makes sense. But, you know, it's it's hard to start over. And right. I envy um, just doing one thing and just getting so, 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 so good at it and not having to take all the energy to redirect. So that 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 would be you know it's it's sort of the pleasure and the pain. On the flip side, Wendy, what would you say? What would you consider to be the highlight of your career? Well, I'm I'm going to hesitate to answer that question because I don't ever want to think that the highlight is behind me. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, um, but I'll I'll talk about a high point. Yeah. Or maybe that's the worst same word as highlight. Um, so when I launched this media organization, and I, I loved this thing. It was really a wonderful, it was this helping filmmakers connect. And it got well known. We, we, we were a, an important um, organization in independent film and were thought very highly of and Sort of one of the highlights was this above the fold article in the art section of the New York Times. That was like a fantastic day. Yeah. In my life. I bet. Um, yeah, it was really like above the fold, like the whole half of the art section on the first page of the art f- section. So that was really cool. And um, this organization really challenged me in many different areas. It stretched me. So that part that I keep coming back to um I mean dance in this one way was this physical stretch if you will um my running this organization had just so many different required so many different skills and um from running a business and doing sales and marketing development programming um PR all of that and I like wearing lots of hats, so I I just felt like it used every ounce of my talent, and that was very exciting. And, you know, I'm getting to have that experience again yep. with my own business and running my own business again. Last question for you here, Wendy. Um, knowing what you know today, how would you advise your younger self? Think more about finances. Uh-huh. Um, and I told you that that experience uh, when we first began talking about getting offered a job, um, a writing job, right out of college, that I just wasn't, didn't have all the pieces. And 
I didn't take that job. And so the idea of, especially when you're starting out, don't expect things to have every component to make it be uh, something that you're, that you're going to go for to really give yep. yourself the opportunity to experience, even if it doesn't have all your 10 points of um, ch- your checklist on there. Love it. Well, Wendy Braitman, thank you very much. Uh, hugely appreciate the conversation and you being so forthcoming about it. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Our Authentic Careers with me, your host, Gert Sabar. If you like what you just heard, I hope you'll let your family, friends, and colleagues know all about this little podcast. And since it's early days here at the OAC, your rating, and especially your review of the show on iTunes would also be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest, please, 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 please don't hesitate to reach out at ourauthenticcareers.com.